to the Boyd Meets World Podcast. It has been a minute. I went on a little West Coast trip for a week, most of the pleasure, but still made some time for business as I got together with the one and only Phil Smeraldo live from Intermezzo in Seattle to talk about the M's. This was recorded just before the July 1st win over the Royals, well before they lost 8 of 11 heading into the All-Star break and looked poised to make us all very, very sad in just a few months. Uh, anyway, we talked about how good the M's had, slash still kind of have it, uh, why we are conditioned to worry, and what we worry about, and also some of the lighter elements of this M's team that we love. Some special guests joined us as well. Shouts out to Eric Jensen making his official podcast debut, uh, and a little styling from Sean Carr and others as well. By the way, huge shout out to Intermezzo for hosting us. I don't live in Seattle anymore, but if I did, I would have a frightening tab at that spot. Great plates, great cocktails, and the staff is top notch. Go there before any M's game. Tell Phil you know me, uh, and we'll see if he can work something out. He probably can't, uh, but that's about as good as my promo codes are going to get. Enjoy it. second baseman already with D Gordon and then your center field is Heredia who's probably the best center fielder that you have or Span or Span yeah. but Span's, Span's, Span's kind of suspect out in center field yeah um, and I know it's coming off of a 4 for 4 with a home run performance from Healy but is it possible to move Robinson Cano to first base I think that's the, the short and long term solution right the only problem with that is, and if you go into like the, the Sabre metrics and the advanced stuff, is that Cano's bat is only MVP all-star caliber because he plays a position that is generally seen as a, a weaker offensive position. If you move him to first base, you're mitigating a lot of the value that his bat brings to the team. Yeah, his, his, his war is impacted by his position. Exactly. If he was a right fielder, you'd expect him to hit a lot. And that's why you can tolerate Zanino hitting 191 with 20 bombs is because even if he's hitting 191 as a yeah. catcher, if he's hitting 20 home runs, that's still a net positive for the team. So Robinson is, is getting old. I mean, yeah. a 10-year contract is absolutely untradeable. Yeah. You have to make that situation as tenable as possible down the road. And if you're now looking at five years left of this with a guy who's just tested positive, you cannot get anyone to touch him. No. And you're not going to cut $24 million a year. And I'm worried that it's going to turn into something like Albert Pujols, who they're running him out there every day just because they simply feel like they have to run him out there every day. Cano was gifted with better athleticism than Pujols ever had. As bad as Pujols looks were, he's hitting doubles and turning into singles. Mm -hmm. That's a bad look. Cano's not going to get to that point at least anytime soon. But, so, so I think long-term you want him at first. In the meantime, you're going to bring him in. Do you worry about any sort of chemistry issue? Absolutely, because immediately inject you, you have to bear in mind that he's also not going to be available, knock on wood, if the Mariners make the playoffs. So now you're talking about moving D. Gordon back to center field and then moving D. Gordon back to second base come the playoffs. So you're talking about starting him in center, moving him to second, going back to center, moving him back to second base. That's that's a lot of transition for a guy who's not even a primary center fielder until this year. So D. Gordon, just, just to, to, to splash on him for a second, D. 
Jordan comes in this season, having just played the outfield, uh, or plays the outfield a little bit in Miami, is brought in to be the full-time center fielder for the M's. Goes into spring training as a full-time center fielder, and you played the infield field for most of your career. We have Robinson Cano, we have Gene Segura, you're not playing the infield, you're here as a center fielder, he says, okay, I'm going to do that. Robinson Cano breaks his hand, that's May 13th. About three days later, uh, comes in, he's played 35 games at second base with basically no spring training, just three days of ramp up. How many errors do you think D-Gordon has made? I couldn't imagine, but I'd assume five, six. One. D-Gordon has made one error at second base and taken over. So obviously that kind of speaks for itself, you know. With Who's the second base? Yeah. And I think I think the answer is, I mean, not to mention, but not to bring this up, but D. Gordon also doesn't have exactly a sterling pass with steroid abuse. Um, he's he's yeah, but he you know he got popped for fifty games you know so um, I don't know it's it's tough it's tough to it's tough to say who the long term second baseman is there maybe it's someone that we don't even know yet but yeah well yeah I think I think you kind of work it in if Cano's gonna come in he's gonna spell people at DH he's gonna spell people at you know you get him back I don't think there's any reason to push Gordon back to the outfield no that's not, that's not what yeah. In the one or seven games yeah. in the season of baseball, that's not what you're going to say. Exactly. Right, so that's one of the questions. Uh, another one for us is how good do we have it right now with the M's? I mean, 53 and 31, 22 mm-hmm. games below 500. Mm-hmm. The M's have Okay, so let's go back in history of, of the amount of games it took them to get to 84 to 53 wins. Okay. Okay, right now it's 84, 84 games, 53 wins. Sure. Last year was 106. 2016 is 105. It took us 106 games to get to 83 wins, or 53 53 wins. Wow, okay. 2015 is 114, 2014, 99, 114, 116, 120, 136, 101, 136. 2007 took us 92 games. That was about as close as we were. Am I reading that correctly? 142 games in 04? 2014, Oh my god. We almost didn't even get there. Yes, right? And then 2003 took us 81. So that was the last time we were this good. Yeah. This early in the season, but uh-huh. that season three season, we missed the playoffs. But that's because there was only a single wild card. Right. If I remember correctly, there was we yeah, 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 we would have made it in. So this is a historically good start for the mm-hmm. right? We even look back. Well, I guess my I would I would argue with that. I guess how do you qualify a historically good start with the M's? If you're looking, if you're looking at advanced yeah. metrics, this has actually been a pretty average season the Mariners have had in so, terms of their run differential, in yeah, terms of the wins above replacement that their players have put on the field. Very thin margin. It's been a very every game has been a very thin margin. I think you know your heart rate, you you know you just feel yeah, it with this, the games. If we had uh, if Fernando Rodney was the closer this season instead of instead of Edwin Diaz, you got at least seven or eight less wins, and now you're talking about trying to. Continue competing. You're still, still competing, but you're trying. You're talking about a much different complexion to the start of the season. No, no. You're talking about a much different complexion to the season. Edwin Diaz has been has been that part yeah. with with one run games and with with the historical pace that they're putting there. It's all him. But that's what I worry about with these one run games. Is yes, you have a lockdown closer with Edwin Diaz, but. At the same time, one run is a kicked ball here, or a uh, a shot that doesn't fall into the gap there, or a ball you hit hard and it just finds a glove here. It's all all these games that we're winning are. It seems like we have just a tremendous amount of uh, good fortune. When you talk about sample size, is this something? I mean, you're just hoping that the sample size is contained in the season, and that's going to get lucky this season. And then so here's here's how I think about it. 
let's say the Mariners are really a 500 win team, or a 500 ball club, right? Yes. They're, a, they're, then that's what their their run differential would probably I'd say. I this team, if you ran, if you ran a single yeah. team, you get, you get an 87 win team. Sure. Most of the time. But the thing is, they're already 51, 53 and 31. Yeah. No one can take the 53 wins away. No Those no. are already in the bank. No. So if they continue and they just play 500 ball from here on, yeah. that still should be good enough to to make the playoffs because they've built up enough goodwill and, and garnered enough in the I bank don't know account. I season has, it has like a, a slogan, you know, you, you've got your fuse to lose, yeah. you got to love these guys. I think this year's is we're not the Browns. Because, <laughs> because if, we, if we make the playoffs, we the Browns take the rightful spot as the true shittiest game in sports. Right. It hasn't made the playoffs in a certain amount of time. Right now it belongs to us. It's all about that. Well, the, but the thing with the Mariners is they haven't been futile like the Browns have. The Mariners have been I mediocre. Mean, we just, we just Medi- talked about I would it. say mediocre. From, from mediocrity. 2004 to 2013, it was bleak. Yeah. It was bleak. It was yeah. a lot of spent money and not a lot of plan. Not a lot of results. A lot of rotations yeah. from managers and systems and GMs. Era, you know, with the Zarenzik thing, I gotta say, the one thing that he did absolutely right was Nelson Cruz. The best free agent. Oh my yeah, it, It's impo- entirely possible. Yeah. I mean, I was I was gonna leave this off. We didn't refuse to cruise broadcast yeah. after my man struck out bottom nine in like I don't know. April 2015. Probably one of his first years as a Mariner. Oh, that was his yeah, first Was that season. as his yeah. first and season? he came up to the plate in a clutch situation and just choked in. Refused to cruise. That was our last live podcast yeah. years ago. Yeah. Since then, lots has changed. Lloyd McClendon was the manager back then. Uh, God, how stupid do we look with the refuse to cruise? was still a thing. Like, clinging to that dream I have here. We were still cool, I think. Yeah, we yeah, been, we used to be, yeah. A lot has changed since then. <laughs> And uh, back then, Mike Sanino used to hit uh, below 200, actually. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you talk about, I mean, Zarensic is going to have some weird credit for this. Zarensic mm-hmm. retained Felix, brought in Cano. Sure. Which, I mean, is not an insignificant thing. No, it's not. It, and it elevated the profile it, it did. of it, this team. It elevated the, the yeah. Uh, yeah, it's okay. Right. It elevated the profile of this team, brought in Nelson Cruz, mm-hmm. right? I'm sure it, ga- it gained us some cachet. It did. Yes, yeah. it Hello, gentlemen. Yeah. 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 That's a special uh, guest here. How's it going? Good, man. It's a much different era from what This is going to be our most exciting podcast, though. Look at that Indian voice. Yeah, we've been, we've been doing it for like the last <laughs> Yeah. 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 Where you guys visiting Sean? We were visiting Sean. Yeah. I was visiting down before that. We were visiting Marlon's fan shop. Yeah, Marlon's fan The lone Marlon's fan shop. Dude, that is a franchise in disarray right see, there. Did you see the uh, thing of like, I don't know, first pitch hit at Marlon's Park. There's, you can't see a single person behind home. <laughs> no, I didn't see that. Someone was saying for his birthday, she just be the only person on the stands. What do you think a, a ticket like a front row seat goes for there? 40, 40 bucks? <laughs> 
Here we are taking some time for Eric to saunter over to the microphone and inject some pessimism into the equation like only he can. How about those now? Scary Uncle Eric is coming over. <laughs> Eric, we need you to inject some pessimism. How do you feel when Alex called Bill didn't already inject me. How do you feel when Juan Nicasio gets brought in? They have the, the, the Chiron of who's Juan Nicasio with the 6'10 in That's a good word, Chiron. Yeah. Is that like the I subtitle guess. thing? Yeah. yeah. It's any graphic. Yeah. yeah. It's Fernando Rodney, but I'm like, actually rooting for this guy. Fernando Rodney, did they switch bodies then? You know who They're reminds me? Colome. Colome reminds me of Rodney. Hat. Yeah, with the hat and just like the propensity to like make things way tighter than they need to be. Colome hates the two run. Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> not a bit. He's like, that's not our guys. We're one run. Um, you know, one thing I will say, speaking of all the one run games, is that in a one run game, and I, I, you know me, I've always been a proponent of like management doesn't really matter. Who, whoever you can throw out there to be your manager, it, it's it, they're all probably going to come out as a wash at the end of the day. You think about Scott Service? Yeah. Well, when you play as when you play as many one run games as the Mariners have, you kind of have to rely on management a little bit more. Management becomes more of a concern for the team. Scott Service is one of the best NPR had like this team anybody. Uh, it's uh he's doing it. We'll be out here in like thirty. Uh, so that's that's one of the best messages just just like I expected more. I think my biggest my biggest fear is that the A's are just sneaky smell and they always will be sneaky slimy and they are the kind of shit that can come in here and well, what's even scary about the A's is that, unlike the Angels, they are built long-term. The A's are good now. Yeah. They will be this good or better. The Angels might, might spike to 100 wins if they can pull in Tony for a whole season. But the A's, if they're looking this good and they're this young, that's another 90-win team that you have to contend with. Right. I don't think the M's are 90-win no, no. Yeah, this. I'm not even looking. My 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 uh, span of focus is narrowed down to the next 80 games, and I don't. I'm not really concerned about anything that happens after that. If we're gonna win, we're gonna do it now. Yeah, we're gonna exactly. suck in five years no matter what. Yeah. So yeah. we may as well do it. Uh, yeah. Are you guys ready for the, the Nelson Cruz gray hair, three home run? Well, did you did you see his arms last night when they had those cut off sleeves? He has the biggest guns I've ever seen in my life. My question is, can we wear those again? I, I, I don't think the MLB would. Like. The, the M, I know they I know they call the NFL the no fun league. The MLB really is the no fun league. Yeah, but their whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, trying to like boost attendance. Yeah. Uh, have you played the pizza rats? Yes, no. No. Triple A. Really? The pizza rats. Yeah. I was listening to this other podcast, not to plug another podcast onto here, but there was a, it was an NPR it was an NPR podcast. Um, <laughs> Um, but they were they were, they were talking a lot about why baseball has kind of seen declining viewership in the last you know twenty to twenty five years. 
Yeah, I mean, but that, it's it's kind of it's kind of our generation not um, embracing like a lot of the whimsy that baseball. Baseball is definitely the most whimsical of the four major sports. You know, it's not like intense and uh, you know pounding like football, and it's not uh, cool and you know suave like the NBA. But baseball has got always had that you know day in day out sort of whimsy, and I think people. Baseball when you grow up, you have to watch it. Yeah. Because we've been into it a long time, and when you think about baseball, you think about baseball, you just going to get into that. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. That's it's tradition and whimsy, and then all those things. Traditional athletes through the lifespans. If we made it through it with this team, just fucking culture, twenty years of our lives, it makes this little blip where we are minuscule important to that. Yeah. Exactly. I have a, I have a game with you guys. Okay. Rank the, uh, rank the M starters in terms of ERA. In terms of ERA, I bet I can get them all correct. Okay. Okay. One, Wade three. LeBlanc. Okay. Two is two. No, Marco Gonzalez. Fills out. Who's three? Marco Lee Felix. You got it. Nice. Pretty wild. But Wade's not going to last. How many of those guys have a sub three, a three or sub four ERA? Wade. Okay. James. Yeah. That's it. And Leaks at like 401 or something. Yeah. 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 It is insane what this starting rotation has done. The fact that basically from Cano's suspension mid May, for how. Well, remember how bad the rotation started, so to where they are. No, it doesn't. No. It's the Ewing theory, like you were talking about. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
immediately looking, what else, what are the scores? So you're looking at the A's and the Angels, and that's really all you should be looking at at this we're point. Like, we're a game and a half back. I just don't see it happening. I mean, do you? No, got it. No, yeah. <laughs> Remember Peter said? Yeah, hell of a wild card. We're taking the division. Uh, yeah, I guess yeah, that's true. Really we need to get from GP units. We need a PA system for an empty game. Just rally everyone to hell. What happened to Peter? Trucks, trucks, trucks. Trucks and trucks, yeah. No, that's Edgar. Edgar Martinez and Gene Juarez. We have, hey, we have it right on the wall here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's Zaka Tecano is what it's called. Yeah. Why hasn't he been in the booth recently? Because Dave Valley can handle his alcohol. You know who's great in the booth is Dan Wilson. No, I they, I, I, Wilson's been really good in the Broadway. Yeah, really yeah. 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 It was home games on Tuesdays, right, where Buner? Oh, I don't know. I think I don't think Buner ever had a designated Yeah, I think he would just wander into the box. <laughs> yeah. Let me get in here. Uh, Ryan Roland Smith did... Not now. You know, Ryan Roland Smith did the Facebook thing. He, did the, he was the yeah. announcer for the Facebook game. People hated the, uh, the yeah. VA guy for that. You know... Is that the future of where like sports broadcasting is going? I wasn't ready for this conversation. But I mean maybe. Yeah. Is it yeah, I mean just going online, everything going online? Yeah, the company with an A around here might have something to say Amazon? about how we do okay. baseball in a little bit. I've been seeing those Amazon spheres. Can you guys we we can check those out or? You're good. You're yeah, good. Right. Have to see. Yeah, it's not it's not worth then it. it's not For most of the current party is is love Seattle so much that we well, I got. I'm anchored here, unfortunately. Portland needs one, dude. Yeah. You know, I've heard Portland. I've heard Portland needs a good restaurant, actually. Yeah. 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 When do you leave? Oh, yeah. I think we're close to signing off here. I'm officially, okay. I'm officially on iTunes. So you can You're on iTunes? Who'd you have to get that? I'm doing it. Wait, so can I sign us off? Can I sign us off on this? Alright, like, comment, and subscribe to the podcast. Smash the subscribe button. <laughs> is that, do you have a Patreon now? still working on Spotify. Do you have a Patreon? Play, folks. I don't even have a Patreon. It's like where people can just pay you because they like your... Oh, let's do that. Yeah. Let's do that. We do that? Yeah, I think we can do that. Yeah. Ven- do that just Venmo me. Eric is about to negotiate a 20% profit share. Yeah, this is our first one. Our li- three years. So this is our only live one since the very first podcast you ever did, right? Uh, we did Refuse to Cruise in... We did two. Refuse to Cruise was in a Packer Hall. Okay, so we did two, and then, yeah, it's been been many yeah. years since. Two of the, what, 90,000 course lights that were in Packer Hall? <laughs> right? Yeah, there's a cost out there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, signing off. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next week.